Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Goddess Diary Radio. My name is Dawn Champagne, the creatrix and hostess of this radio show and the blog of the same name. Remember, 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 remember your sacred self. And also remember <laughs> that you can get some free gifts when you sign up for the newsletter back at the blog, thegoddessdiaries.org. Just think of those as your inner goddess toolkit for daring to remember your sacred self. And okay, in this episode of the Goddess Diaries Radio, I just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping and transition into the season of Sagittarius. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so first of all, housekeeping, housekeeping duties call. <sighs> Had a four-day weekend. Uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Um, it was amazing as far as getting together with family and feasting and enjoying the whole family vibe. And just, you know, really getting into that sense of gratitude. Um, we really are such a blessed, blessed nation, such a blessed people that we are, you know, and this holiday as controversial as it is and with all the craziness that's going on in the world it's always so wonderful to just come home and enjoy the ones that you love and be with the ones that you love and just relish in in the gooey good feelings that you get when you're with the people that you love right so i hope that it was that for you as well and um, I know, like I said, there's so much going on in the world that's so crazy right now. The um, Dakota Access Pipeline is just maddening, maddening to think about and ironic as hell when you consider the uh, history of the holiday that we just celebrated. And um, and yeah, and <laughs> so we'll talk about that just a little bit in just a minute. But um the housekeeping that I that I really wanted to talk about actually is last month, um, October, the month of October, the theme of the month was Lilith. Lilith was the goddess of the month. And I talked a lot about her on the blog, um, her history, her story, her mythology, and how you could work with her energies in your own life, connect connecting to her energies either through your own astrological chart or just through her mythology itself. And I wrote a lot about her on the blog and you can go check it out. I think most of it's pretty timely information, but it's also timeless. Um, so it doesn't matter when you are listening to this podcast. I mean, if you're listening to it three years from today, today's date being 
November 27th, 2016. <laughs> I think that you could still go to the blog and search for Lilith and find a lot of really good information. And I was really surprised when uh, the month of October ended and I got a lot of requests from you guys for more information on Lilith. Um, and it was actually pretty good too because uh, I was in this weird transition phase as far as writing goes. Um, I, I had originally planned on the theme of gratitude for the month of November, you know, like most everybody does, <laughs> but, um, or at least most bloggers do for the month of November. It just seems very natural to, to want to venture down that, that path, that theme. But I, I was inundated with requests for more information on Lilith. And so I thought you probably wouldn't mind at all if I went there. And so the month of November was kind of a carryover of October as far as the goddess of the month goes and all the information that we talked about and shared here on the podcast and on the blog um, with Lilith. And so the last um, newsletter that I sent out was um, pretty interesting. It I, I, it included a video on how to find Lilith in your astrology chart. And Lilith is very interesting when it comes to astrology. I mean, her, her story, for one, is, as we already know, as we've already discussed all month long, her story can be um, told many different ways. And because of that, I think it, it creates kind of an elusive energy and she doesn't like to be penned down. I think she likes it that way. It's very hard to pen her down rather. And I think she likes it that way. And, and, um, and so it makes for an interesting, um, very interesting study as far as astrology goes, because there are so many different ways that Lilith energy can manifest in your astrological chart. And so my last newsletter that I sent out uh, showed you three very specific ways uh, that she can manifest in your astrological chart. And I went ahead and I published that on the blog because I had so many people asking for it um, that had missed the sign up for the newsletter. And instead of sending the newsletter out again, I just went ahead and posted it to the blog. So you can check that out there. Um, three ways to find Lilith in your chart. And it's a evolutionary astrological experience. In other words, it's like a psychological, psycho-spiritual way of working with the uh, your own personal astrological chart and where Lilith is hanging out in that chart in three different ways. Um, so I'm not going to go into all of that here because you can go to the blog and check it out. But I did wanted to clarify on a couple of things with the evolutionary astrological path of Lilith. What we're looking for in your chart are three very specific points. And that is the asteroid Lilith, dark moon Lilith, and black moon Lilith. And they'll make an, an, uh, an appearance in your chart. Um, like I said, I have the directions on how to find that over on the blog. But how do you interpret that? How do you, once you find that information, what does it mean? Right? And I did get a few questions about that after the newsletter went out. And so I just wanted to share with you that it's kind of fun to interpret the information because um, 
it is very uh, personal look into how you deal with your original feminine wounds. That is, what that means is um, your most authentic expression of your femininity before society got to you, before society conditioned you to believe that women are supposed to behave in a very specific way. And so um, when you're interpreting the information, Black Moon, let, let me just go through the three different points really quickly, and then we'll move along to the next topic of conversation. So when you're interpreting the information, the Lilith in your chart, asteroid Lilith represents the place where your feminine wound originated. So for instance, this is where you received negative imprint in relation to your feminine expression, and it caused you to experience your feminine nature in a very distorted way. And this is true for both men and women. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It just, this is, um, relates to both genders. So in other words, the way you can interpret that, when you're looking at the asteroid Lilith, um, the sign where Lilith shows up in your chart is how that energy wants to express itself. And the house where Lilith shows up represents where it expresses itself in your everyday awareness. So for instance, asteroid Lilith, the ex you, can, you can use this mad libs <laughs> as a way to interpret it. So you can say, the expression of my feminine rejection is blank. You fill in the sign where Lilith occurs. It makes itself known in blank area of my awareness. That blank would be filled in by the house in which Lilith appears. Okay. And then black moon Lilith, when we're talking about interpretation. So this, this is a pathway of healing. So dark, uh, sorry, excuse me. Asteroid was where the wound occurred. And then the next point on the pathway to healing is dark moon Lilith. Um, dark moon Lilith represents where you go to work out the anger or the repression that resulted from the original wound. So when you find that sign or that house where where um, Dark Moon Lilith is, you can use this Mad Lib. It is the way I deal with the grief of this wound is blank. You fill in that blank with the sign. It normally comes out in blank area of my life. And you fill in that blank, the house. Okay, and then moving on, Black Moon Lilith, this is where you have reached your point of surrender and have accepted the lesson or the wisdom of the wound. It's where you find your purpose in your pain. And this is your empowered, healed, hold expression of Lilith. And a way to interpret that is through this Mad Lib here. The lesson I gained from this wound expresses itself through blank. That's the sign. You fill in that blank with the sign where that Lilith appears. And it normally shows up in blank area of my life. And that blank is filled in with the house. 
So have fun with it. Have fun with it. I'll have this little worksheet up on my website. You can go ahead and download it for your own interpretation and more fun with Lilith um, going forward. Whenever you want to access it, it is there. It's available for you. So um, have fun with it and have fun with your, you know, interpreting your own Lilith energy. Like I said, that's only three different distinct ways that you can work with that energy. Lilith energy does show up in a lot of different ways in your astrological chart. So um, if you want to learn more, go check out the blog. There's lots to discover. And Lilith, like I said, is a very powerful, very elusive archetype to work with. So connecting with her on the personal level is really going to teach you a lot about how you um how you heal how you uh, how you yourself deal with surrender and your own feminine distortions distortions of the feminine rather so anyway i hope that's helpful and i do want to kind of wrap that up and just kind of transition into the new month. I know that we still have about a week left in November here, but we are looking at on the 29th, we're looking at new moon in Sagittarius. And for me, that kind of, that kind of indicates new moon, new month, new month, 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 <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it seems like the per perfect and appropriate time to make the transition from one goddess of the month to the next goddess of the month. And I have a funny story to share with you. Funny, not ha-ha, but funny, interesting. At least I think so anyway. <laughs> um, and basically it goes like this. Um, oh, where do I even begin? So a few months ago in the summertime, I discovered a prayer. I, I read a prayer to Artemis in the book Moonchild, which was written by Aleister Crowley. And Moonchild is um, a, what do you call it? A royalty-free, yeah, royalty-free um, book. The PDF is available online for free if you're interested in it. It's very interesting. Um, all as uh, all of Aleister Crowley's works is very interesting to me. But um, I discovered this prayer to Artemis in the book. And of course, Artemis is the goddess of the moon. In the book, he writes, Epilthon, Epilthon, Artemis. And it was it was written as a chant that the moon worshipers would would chant when they were getting ready to celebrate their full moon ceremony or their full moon ritual and doing a drawing down the moon ritual um anyway i wrote down this prayer epilthon epilthon artemis on a yellow sticky note and i next to it i wrote the glyph for Sagittarius, which is the arrow. And then I put that sticky note on my calendar for December, which is at my writing desk. And, and then I forgot about it. It's not that I forgot about it. I just didn't ever really pay it any mind over the summer months because I just, I, you know, put it on my December calendar 
and figured I would probably visit that theme and Artemis as the goddess of the month in December. And the funny thing is, is that because I had gotten sidetracked the month of November with the overflow of all the Lilith questions and and um, all of that, I uh, I didn't really do any research on Artemis and I didn't really get anything prepared for the month of December, as it were. <laughs> so um, interestingly, though, because this sticky note was always in my presence. Whenever I'd walk into my writing loft, I'd glance at the calendar just to see what was on the calendar. And I would see this prayer and I would chant it. I would say it out loud, Apothon, Apothon Artemis. And I've been chanting that prayer, I guess, for the last couple of months now. And so the interesting thing, the funny thing is that, um, I've been feeling this really strong pull of Artemis energy lately. Like I've just really been feeling like um, that call to Artemis, this interest in Artemis. And I've been paying attention to a lot of of different things that synchronicities and coincidences that have been cropping up as it pertains to Artemis. So for instance, um, uh, the other day I saw a thing that came across my Facebook feed that was this little girl feeding a bear. <laughs> it was like she was feeding him a bowl of porridge or something from a bowl of porridge. And she'd scoop some porridge up and she'd spoon it into his mouth and then she'd pet him and kiss him and just love up on him. And normally I would scroll right past something like that, but it was funny because I just, I don't know, just something caught my eye about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this little Artemis, she is so stinking cute. And the whole video, I posted it on the Goddess Diaries, um, the Goddess Diaries Facebook page. And <laughs> anyway, it was just, it was just interesting, but I've also been, um, seeing a lot of other things like across social media. So like if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen posts that I've made regarding uh, or tweets that I've made about Artemis. And I think because of the algorithms, you know, it just whenever you you type something out, the algorithm sends back more information on theme with that particular thing. So I've been seeing a lot of Artemis stuff lately on social media. And it's been an interesting thing. It's it's just really been interesting. Um, but I think it's all timely and fascinating in the sense because, um, first of all, I you know I, I want to talk about Artemis, the month of December, because she is the huntress of the moon, and we are heading into the season of Sagittarius. Well, we are in the season of Sagittarius, but the new moon coming up on Tuesday, the 29th, is the Sagittarius new moon, and it's so fitting that we work with this goddess energy at this time because the archer, the arrows, the you know the hunting, it's it's all on theme. And um, I guess I guess my whole point in all of this is that it's timely because 
she represents so many different things that are so pertinent right now. Artemis is the goddess of the moon. She's the goddess of the hunt. She's the goddess of the wild. She's also the protectress of women and children and nature and all things vulnerable. And she's the midwife who alleviates pain, the pain of uh, labor and delivery, you know? And what I see right now in this post-election time is that I feel like there is a lot of fear around, um, you know, where we're at. I feel like, I feel like in a, in a big way, collectively speaking, that we're in this um, laboring process right now. Like we are birthing something new and honestly, we don't know what that new thing is, but we're feeling a lot of pain right now and that there's a lot of fear. And it just feels to me intuitively that right now, more than ever, we can really tap into that archetype of Artemis and use that energy to help guide us through this laboring process so that whatever it is that we are birthing anew or birthing from new, <laughs> you know, something totally new that, um, that we can do so with, um, with courage and with, with, you know, less pain. And I guess the way that I look at it is that it's really timely because since the election, um, so many things have been in flux and vulnerable populations have been attacked and, you know, women and children and human rights in general are, are under attack and nature, you know, with, with Dakota access pipeline, we're looking at all of these things where, where things are under attack right now. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we invoke the spirit of Artemis or the archetype, we tap into that archetype, her lesson is have courage, stay focused. Your aim is going to be true if you can have courage and stay focused. Artemis, Huntress of the Moon, may my aim be true. It's a very common prayer, modern prayer, for invoking the energy of, of Artemis. And, oh gosh, if we could... Um, just use that prayer more, you know, each and every day. But the thing is, Artemis is the personification of courage. And a few years ago, I read, I uh, was reading up on Brene Brown's work, who she, she's a social worker, psychologist who does a lot of work around healing shame. And I remember something that she talked about uh, with the word courage. And she said that, that courage, the etymology of that word is, wholehearted. And I believe that courage is something that doesn't automatically occur. I think that we, we have equal, we live with equal amounts, courage and fear. And courage is something that it just doesn't automatically occur. I mean, it doesn't automatically catapult us into our greatness. You know, we have to actively engage with it. We have to exercise it. We have to act upon it despite any fear that might be with us. And I also think that there, in anyone's life, there's equal amounts of courage and fear. And where there is fear, um, 
like, well, there's equal amounts, courage and fear. And the choice is ultimately yours, which one you choose to grow. And we've all heard the saying that there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And I do believe that fear is its own worst enemy. Its function, I think, is there is a, a purpose and a function for fear. Um, I think its function, first and foremost, is to keep us safe. You know, fear is the one that stops us from doing dangerous things. It pulls us back when we might um, be in trouble, for instance. Um, but I think that if fear is left unchecked, it causes us to miss out on life on the life that we're meant to have. And so how all of this um, comes back around to Artemis is that Artemis is the personification of courage. She is the maiden goddess of the moon and the maiden goddess of the wild. And the way I envision her is the personification of courage and I see her wild animals as the personification so to speak, or the animated fears, if you will. <laughs> and she walks side by side, courage and fear. She walks side by side with those things. Um, she, you know, not, not, because, uh, she, not because she's trying to cower to them, but just because she's keeping them in check. I think it's healthy to have a little bit of fear. And I think that we wouldn't be human if we didn't have a little bit of fear in everyday life. But Artemis, you know, Artemis is the spirit of invoking courage and to be okay with walking side by side with the fears that we have every single day. And so as we journey on through this month of December, the season of Sagittarius, I'm going to be talking a lot about courage and fear and the spirit of Artemis and how we can invoke that energy in our own lives to help us get clarity around our goals, to stay focused on them, to do what lights us up and to aim true. And I hope that you'll join me. I hope you'll join me throughout this month because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this, when it comes to Artemis. And I'm really excited about it because um, I just discovered, because I've been feeling this pull of Artemis energy over the last couple of weeks so strongly, I decided to look her up in my astrological chart and I discovered another synchronicity. It's really weird, but awesome at the same time, is that I am currently experiencing an Artemis return. <laughs> it's one of those synchronicities where it was like, oh my gosh, it was so flooring, but at the same time, it was kind of comical. Like, oh, of course I'm experiencing a, a, an Artemis return. Um, Artemis appears at zero degrees Libra in my astrological chart. And of course, Artemis um, when you're interpreting it for astrological reasons, Artemis represents the ways that you invoke courage and how you handle fear, and among other things. But I just thought that was fascinating and, oh my gosh, wild at the same time. No pun intended. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, I think I'm going to wrap this all up just to say that uh, over the next month, we're going to be talking a lot about Artemis, the wild, the goddess of the wild hunt, goddess of the moon. And one final thing, um, I didn't translate that Latin prayer that I told you about. Epithon, Epithon, Artemis. I had forgotten when I wrote it down originally that um, I, I had forgotten what the translation meant. Um, I never did write down the translation. So for the last couple of months, I've been invoking this prayer, Epithon, Epithon, Artemis, Epithon, Epithon, Artemis. And come to find out, it means come to us, come to us, Artemis. And I just about jumped out of my seat when the lady on Blog Talk Radio just said, I have 90 seconds left in this podcast. <laughs> so courage and fear. That's what we're talking about all month long. Season of Sagittarius, goddess of the month, Artemis. I can't wait to jump into more conversations with you guys. And until next time, I love you to the moon and back, and I will see you on the blog.